Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking and today's special guest, the one, the only, Mr. Isar Matees, and uh, hopefully I pronounced that right, but uh, we need a fun little sound effect like the Biz Bros so we can cheer. (laughs) But for those of you that don't know Isar, he is the proud host of Business Growth Accelerator. Uh, you can find him at the or the etribe.com. Now, I love this. I've got to get into this a little bit. Uh, founder of the etribe with a group of similar minded entrepreneurs, e marketers, e commerce, and other experts that share their knowledge and grow. And then more of Isar is found on be the stage.live. We can't wait to get into all this. Isar, thank you for joining us today, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the intro. By the way, your intro music is incredible. I absolutely love it. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, man. We we try to pump it up and we try to get everyone in a good good spirits before we start the show. <laughs> but before uh look look, Corey, I have I have my pen back because I can write on my desk again. You're anyway. back on a desk. It's been two back. months. Yes. Finally. Back. But anyway, these are before I get too derailed in our show. Why don't you take a moment and introduce, you know, kind of your backstory and a little bit about you? 20 minutes or so. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you just want to have a solo episode. Yeah, we're going to, I'll just hop off the we're, we're gonna... really perfect. Um, okay. So I, I grew up in Israel. That's where the accent is from. I served in the military for many years. I flew F-16s for the Israeli Air Force for just over a decade. And then I joined uh, the startup world in Israel, which as most people probably know is very highly developed. So I joined a small startup company doing training and simulation stuff in, uh, in Israel with them. I moved to the US. So a few years later, the company started growing. I moved to the US with them, opened a subsidiary here in the US. Subsidiary. Sure, open a subsidiary sure, sure, sure. <laughs> of the company here in the US. And uh, I stayed with them for a while, did some very interesting projects here in the US, did marketing, business development, sales, small startup, lots of hats, right? You do all these things all at once, Uh, but tech company, you know, software driven. And then I left that company, started my own startup, which was to save us a lot of time in the field of affiliate marketing. 
And that startup uh, ran for a few years, uh, developed a very interesting piece of software that never took off enough to justify the next round of funding. And uh, in parallel to this, the guy who was my main investor brought me into his company. So he said, listen, I love what you're doing in the startup. I want you to do it for me as well. Right. So we kind of built an incubator. We didn't really call it that, but that's what it was. We called, we, I started a small startup business within his very, very large wholesale travel company. And that was really the first nail in the coffin of my startup because I started giving more and more of my attention to the other thing. Uh, but the other thing grew to a hundred million dollars in sales of travel in uh, six or seven years. And, uh, and the bigger company, the company I was a part of grew to a billion dollars at the same time. And then we sold the company. And since then I've been doing many different things, investing in startups, uh, mentoring CEOs of different startups and kind of like started my journey as a podcaster, which led me to start the E-Tribe, which led me to meet Pablo Gonzalez, which led me to start Be The Stage.Live, which I'm sure we'll talk over more. But that's most of what I do today is Be The Stage.Live. And like I said, I'm still mentoring some CEOs uh, of different startups. Ah, very cool. So Be The Stage.Live. Now, you know, obviously when, when you hear the title, you think, okay, I've got to get on stage. But it is so much more than that. It is so much more uh, to to do in that. And there's one piece that's on there that I know Ron and I are very much in favor of. And and you talk about you've got to host a show, or you, I guess you don't have to, but you know it's very much recommended. Host a weekly show. We do it live. You do it live. Doesn't always have to be live, but some sense of this stuff. And sure. uh, so I want to get your take. Like, what is be the stage? live and what is uh, everything that you're actually uh, doing on there? Can you see me? Nope, you're not. We see a big circle. Big circle. Uh, I was like, his camera went out. The beauty of going live, right? You just said, let's go. Can you? You can hear me though, right? I can hear you. You're fine. Yeah. Can hear you. Yes. I don't know. Let's try to restart the camera. Oh, oh, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I don't know what happened. I okay. promise I didn't touch anything. Uh, I'm afraid to touch stuff while we're live. But so why a live show and what do we do at Be The Stage Live? And I think what a lot of people, so most people in the world today now understand there's a benefit in creating content. People in the business world, at least, right? There's a benefit of creating content. There's a benefit in creating content that your target audience would be interested in. There are two things people don't know how to do, and that's most of the marketing world. One mm -hmm. is what content are we going to create? So that's one of the biggest problems people have. Like, okay, and they run around like crazy, taking ideas, creating lists, interviewing people, coming up with brainstorming sessions. Like, how can we continuously create content that's interesting to our target audience? So that's problem number one. Problem number two is how do you actually leverage the content that you're creating in order to drive sales, because otherwise it's an expense versus an investment, which nobody wants to do. And these two problems is what we really come to solve as be the stage. And the idea behind it is that most people know they need to create content. They don't know how to create a content in a way that can be leveraged to grow the audience and bring the audience closer in order to drive more sales. And they don't know what content to create. So what we do, is we produce live shows, but also the entire ecosystem 
that creates a community around the content and that brings the community closer and closer, more and more engaged, that they become raving fans. And the first time they call the company or they contact the company, they want to buy and they understand what the company does, what values they stand behind, what's the process is going to look like, what's the social approval to everything that they do, and they're basically ready to buy. So what we see as results is nothing short of mind-blowing because what we see is, I'll give you an example of our largest uh, or the longest running, I should say, client that we have that's been running with us for a year and a half. They sell really large ticket items. They sell real estate investments. So it's every check people write to them is has a lot of zeros in it. Uh, but they had more sales in Q1 of this year than they had in all of 2019. And they started with us in Q1 of 2020. So they've been running for just over a year and had more sales in one quarter than they had in an entire year, the year before that, while totally flipping the funnel. So, and I'm, I'm, if I'm going too deep on marketing stuff, no, sorry, don't. But, but please continue. Okay, thank you. This is our favorite stuff. So this, you're good. this is great. This so, show is really only for Corey and I. I mean, oh, if you okay, perfect. That out. There, there <laughs> happens to be a few listeners here and there, but it's mostly for Corey and I. Fantastic. That's the kind of show I like. So, <laughs> so really, what happened was when we st before we started in the quarter before that, they had over twelve hundred leads that led to about. 24 sales, which again, you're selling real estate. That's a lot of money. So it's not bad. But in Q1 of this year, they had 600 leads. So half the number of leads that leads to 4X in sales or not 4X, but 3X in sales, which means their cost of acquisition, mm -hmm. think about it, it's calls and paperwork. And like, think about it, it's a real estate transaction, right? That you have to qualify people to before you actually sign them up. All of this went down from 1200 to 600. While the sales went three X because everybody who's engaged with a company knows exactly what they're doing, know what makes them unique have heard from multiple other clients how happy they are with the process, how amazing this is, how everybody should know about this and use their services. And so when they call, they want to buy. So that's what we do. No, I love that. I love that because not only is the acquisition cost gone down for each customer, but it's you're qualifying their leads in a much more impactful way. But I want to know, did was there a point because I know everyone looks at numbers and there's vanity numbers and everyone freaks out. Like I'll get into that every once in a while. At some point, did they go, Hey, my leads are like not anywhere close to where they were. What's going on? Or did, were they getting the, the end result faster and they didn't even look at the other one? Great question. So first of all, it's not a Q1 then Q5. There's Q2, three, and four right, 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 in, right, right. in the middle of that. Right. So the whole process is really a very gradual process, right? And we see the number. So let me break this down to you to three different components, and that will help me explain what we do. So we really look at this three different aspects of this equation of what we call the relationship flywheel. And the relationship flywheel 
part number one is content. Part number two is value. And part number three is relationships, right? So we want our clients to be relationship driven. Why? Because people like to do business with people versus doing people with a business. Mm -hmm. So if you can build those relationships and nurture those relationships over time, people are more likely to buy from you because you accelerate the no like trust process without having the actual company involved. Again, the, the, the people who show up as leads are now qualified leads. Mm -hmm. So what we do, the idea is if you can create the right content, you create value. If you create value, you can build relationships. If you have more relationships, you can build more content. If you can build more content, you can create more value and so on and on and on. Hence a relationship flywheel, right? So this is what we do. And the magic is, and we're very, very data-driven. So we look at every parameter that we can actually track, which is probably more than we actually need to track, but it's a lot. Uh, but we look at a lot of parameters and you see all the parameters that relate to community building. So how many people are in the group? How many people showing up to the meetings? How many people engage with the company on all the channels that we manage for our clients, et cetera, et cetera. And then you look at sales and it's, you can put the graphs one on top of the other, like literally nice. they perfectly aligned. Now it's not the same number, obviously, you know, there's a few more zeros in the community stuff, right. but if you look at the growth month over month, it's exactly what I said before. But the other thing that happens, which is very, very interesting, and that's going to really answer your question that has to do with one of the problems that companies have, and it's every company, small solar entrepreneurs, all the way to this particular company that I gave you an example before, $150 million a year company. You never, or I don't know, I wouldn't say you never. It's very, very hard to speak exactly in the language of your optimal client. Right. And companies invest in market research and they do surveys and they actually invite specific guests to interviews and they hire consultants and they do all these things to understand what problems are they really solving for what people exactly. Having a live show that allows the audience to participate, and that's a huge part of what we do for our clients, gives our clients a direct connection to their audience. People ask them questions every single week. Now, guess what? Over four months, you've been asked 60 questions. However, these 60 questions are actually five questions contextualized in different ways. Which means after two quarters of this, the company now knows, hey, wait a minute. What we thought is our client, what we thought our problems are, what we thought stops them from buying from us is not real. It was based on assumptions, on research, on... But now we have actual clients asking us every single week these questions. So what we do with all of our clients is go back to their website. That the, It always starts with, our website is perfect. We just invested $200,000 in reviewing the website and we did all the SEO and we've done the market research and we're not going to touch it. We'll say, okay, fine. And then six months later, like... Uh, you know, these two older guys walking on the beach that you're using in the background of your thing because you think your older people are your audience. Well, they're not your audience, right? They're 35 year olds. And by the way, they're not interested in yaks and sunset. They're interested in Facebook and skiing because they're telling us 
because we're asking them in engagement questions in the group and they tell us what they like. So maybe you should tweak your website just a little bit and then what happens is slowly but surely everything in the way the company presents itself, website, social, email, everything starts aligning to this direct communication that they have with their clients, which is absolutely magical because then the conversion grows even better because when they go to the website, it talks to them versus to a 70-year-old dude that interested in a yacht. So that is, well, that's not me. <laughs> yes, so good, so good. I want to circle back though real quick to something else that your long-standing client has done. And, and Ron and I have talked about this, how they are over a year, right? And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but just really those numbers 3x with in regards to the important numbers of sales. And, you know, I think we're all fans here of Russell Brunson and Expert Secrets and any of his uh, stuff that he's going on or has, has books that he's written and the stuff that he does. And he says, publish for a year and your life will change. And so many people hear that, but don't listen to it. So many people hear that, but don't execute or take action with it. And I know Ron and I, like we, it, Ron tells, tells the story a little better, but you know, we flat out started the podcast and uh, uh, one year later we looked back and we're like, holy, holy cow. Can you believe the changes that have happened from this silly little show that we have in we didn't start off doing it live, but it morphed and changed into a live show. Uh, but it's still publishing in general, in my opinion. Uh, you know, there's different benefits that you get from the live show that you don't get from doing uh, just a recorded, you know, but any kind of publishing for, for us three on this show, it's podcasting. For, for others, it might be a blog. For others more, it might just be a Facebook Live, right? It might not be a normal type show, that we all believe in, but it's something that in regards to publishing consistently for a year, your business leads and sales can change because people start following you. And like you said, they become those raving fans that just start buying, uh, you know, with the no like and trust factor. So what's, what's your whole experience or take on that, uh, you know, published for a year and your life can change, right? And now you have a client specifically that can be a testimony for that whole whole mindset. So I'll, first of all, a few things. Uh, you're touching a lot of really, really important points, obviously. And the first one is that you need patience. I think a year is a very, very long time to have patience. And I think the vast majority of businesses does not have that patience. And, and with this client, we didn't, right? So we started seeing results in Q2. So Q1 is purely, you know, getting the stuff up and running, starting to get your feet wet or your hands dirty, whatever you want to call it, start pushing content out there. What we do for all of our clients is everything you mentioned. So this live show that we do for them becomes a podcast and a blog and a YouTube channel and 10 pieces on social media and so on. So for our clients, they're investing very, very little time and basically being everywhere all the time on brand, on topic, on the key points that their clients or that their potential clients want to hear. So that's one aspect, which is not easy to do on your own, right? If you're a solopreneur or if you cannot afford to hire somebody like us, then being everywhere all the time just requires a pretty big team that knows how to do this kind of thing. That being said, 
consistency is critical, right? If you know, and it really starts with planning. And a lot of people, I did that, right? When I started my podcast, I had no end in mind, like none. I, I sold a company, I was bored, and I was looking to talk with other business people. And that was my way to do that. I'm saying that in a very shameless way right now, but that was the reason I did it. And people, and then I went to PodFest and people are like, oh, how do you monetize your podcast? I'm like, you can monetize a podcast? How is, like, I, I didn't have a clue. It was literally a way for me to connect with people. But yet, I was very consistent because everybody told me to be. And it really leads to amazing things. And the first thing it does, the first thing it does, is it opens amazing doors and opportunities for you. Like, the amount of people you will get introduced to, either directly because you approach them to be on your show, or because they heard your show and you think it's relevant and so on, is incredible. So the amount of opportunities you get are endless just by being out there. So that's number one. But number two is what I said before, going back to your question of how long do you need to wait? I think it's critical that you figure out how you tie it back to sales. It doesn't just happen, right? So you need some kind of a strategy. And strategy one could be if you have a show. So again, we said push content out there. You don't necessarily have a show. But if you have a show, hosting your potential clients is an amazing way to connect with them, right? And this is how... I don't know how much time we have. If you want me to go to my hindsight story of how no, you're getting, how you're I started getting. with all of this. <laughs> you want to hear how I started with all of this? Well, yeah, we got to have some hindsight. So you just, you know, instead of me so, asking the question, just you just go for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm it. a podcast host. I can I can do this. You guys can you go can, have a drink, come back good. when this needs to be over. Right. Tell me yeah. when to stop the recording. <laughs> uh, let me finish answering the question. You need to have a strategy. You need to know how you turn the fact that you have the re that you have the show to create relationships and how to leverage those relationships in order to drive sales, right? So mm -hmm. this has to be a part of it. It doesn't, doesn't just happen. You will get opportunities, but they won't necessarily going to be perfect for you unless you make sure that that's what happens. Now, going back to how I figured it out, I didn't figure it out. I had a podcast and the first thing you do when you start a podcast, you interview friends and family. Why? Because it's easy and nobody's going to say no because they're your friends and they, so it's easy. You interview people. And then, you know, I had five, six, seven of those or eight. I don't remember the exact number. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I got to go beyond my comfort zone and I'm going to shoot for the stars. I'm going to aim so far that it just doesn't make any sense and we'll see what happens. And I like listening to podcasts and eBooks and Ted talks and whatever. And I was watching a Ted talk that was absolutely fascinating with a guy named Isaac Litsky. And I'm like, He's the guy. I'm going to interview Isaac Litsky for my podcast, which is absolutely ridiculous, right? Because the right. guy, it's not even TEDx and not to take anything away from the people being on TEDx. It's the TED. You know, it's by invitation only. And these people then get invited to speak on stages all over the world, getting first-class tickets and five-star hotels. That kind of person. And I go on LinkedIn and I look for Isaac Litsky and I find the right Isaac Litsky and I send him a note and said, hey, you know, I have a podcast about business entrepreneurship and you would be perfect for that. I would love you to be on the show. And two hours later, I get a note back. Yeah, that would be awesome. When can we do this? And like the first thing you say is like, yes, I nailed a really. And then once, you know, the, the, once you, the excitement kind of comes down, you're like, why the fuck did he say yes? Right. <laughs> I'm a nobody. I have eight episodes, three people listening, and they're all my siblings. Like, how is that even possible? Now, again, I'm going back before that. 
I was running a hundred million dollar travel company and some people wouldn't meet with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does that make any sense? And then you're like, okay, I'm sure other people figured it out. Like I can't be the only person on the planet that thought about this thing that, that just having a podcast gives you crazy access. And I started looking for people who figured it out. And I started interviewing them to my podcast so I can ask them what they're doing and how they're doing and what they're doing. So the other aspect of having a show is that it's an amazing way to get really, really good tips, not paying for it. Right. So I interviewed three or four of those people. Crazy enough, three or four of them are here in Florida. Like some of the most advanced people of converting podcasts into revenue are here in Florida. Nice. Uh, and one of them was Pablo and really he was the last in the last of the dominoes and he really figured out a lot of things that I still had as missing pieces in the puzzle in my head and and it's been amazing since then so that's kind of the story of how how I even got to these conclusions that's awesome that's awesome well I I know we're talking marketing and I there's there's a vital question that I, I think uh, I, I know our listeners are probably are like, why why haven't we asked this this question? Especially since the the subject of what we're talking about. What's it like to fly an F sixteen? <laughs> it's badass. <laughs> <laughs> like nice. like seriously, you, you said that and you just kind of glossed over it. And I was like, it's the first thing I wrote down. I was like, we're going to talk about this F sixteen thing yeah. because first off, I love flying, but I I remember driving to Denver International Airport one day and <laughs> literally I'm on on Pena Boulevard if anybody's been there and this jet just goes straight up straight up okay not kind of climbing but just straight up like a 90 degree and at first I didn't know what it was I was like because it was so fast I was like what what the heck was that right and I thought I was just seeing something you immediately um, report a UFO sighting, right? Yeah, no, I didn't. I did not. Um, but then, literally, right after that, another one went, and then another one went because they'll. There's a Buckley Air Force Base over there, and sometimes they'll come and land, whatever. But uh, I, I was like thinking in my head, I was like, "Holy smokes! Like that's got to be a roller coaster on crack." It's the only thing I can think of because that was the craziest looking takeoff I've ever seen, which then got me in the rabbit hole of you know, Googling all the cool ways that F-16s fly and all this stuff. So, but talk to us about what is it like to fly an F-16? Yeah, listen, first of all, it's a hell of a lot of fun, right? It's right. it's it's an amazing, amazing machine. Uh, really probably the best machine men ever built until the F-35, right? So it's, it's really, really a remarkable uh, piece of technology. And the other thing that people don't understand, the, the flying part of it, while it's really, really fun, is a very, very small part of what you do as an F-16 pilot, right? So very really? quickly, it's just like I would ask you about how it is to drive a sports car. Well, most of the time, the driving, you don't even think about it. If you'll, go to, if you'll start racing a sports car, the race has a lot more strategic aspects to it and planning and maneuvers and so on that are way beyond the driving itself. And, and flying an F-16 is kind of the same thing, right? It's anything from planning the missions to flying the formation to managing the systems in the airplane to planning ahead while you're flying to tackling, uh, you know, unforeseen stuff that happens and it happens all the time to trying to understand what the other 
aircrafts or other entities in the arena are doing and and so on and so forth so the flying kind of becomes second nature and very rarely you get to go out there and like you said take off from another airport airport and show off that you can go 90 degrees up oh my and gosh, shoot to the crazy. skies uh, because you have no mission to do and you can actually do some stupid things right right uh, but it's awesome it's really really an amazing amazing experience cool yeah i i don't know i might uh i might not make it if we we went on one of those things i, uh, I think uh, i would throw up like I'm just yeah I, I mean i might be there with you and uh it would not be make for a good ride <laughs> so. so every now and then we would get you know like generals in like big exercises that you have army people and navy people and whatever everybody kind of getting together there would be a general showing up to kind of see how it is from the air side of things and it's oh the before and after pictures and we literally actually take pictures <laughs> are always the same. We could have just Photoshopped the face of the person. Right. They get dressed up in the G-suit and their face is glowing. Like their eyes are just like so excited. And these are the before pictures. Right. The after pictures is you get off the plane, he's still sitting in the back seat for like 10 minutes. Then somebody helps him down. He's all green. He's all holding two bags of puke. And he's sitting in the corner on a wall and he can't speak to anybody for the next 15 minutes I, every I, single time. I have to say <laughs> something because this reminds me of Corey. Do you remember when Terrell Davis, they videoed him uh, in an F-16? No. <laughs> so they were flying him and uh, he passed out or something like that in the middle of it. And just he, the G-force knocked him out. Yeah. And I was like, I bet you that happened. I mean, the training that goes into becoming like able to handle that do you do that spinny thing do you like go around yeah, so spin? listen when you when you when you fly a fighter jet it's all about who can fly it better than the other guy right so that's all it's so it's, it's top about. gun it's, it's real top life gun. Top gun. it's real life top gun it's about who can take it to the extreme without breaking either the rules or the envelope of the airplane, whichever happens first. And it's sometimes this, sometimes that. And do it better than the other guy, either from a pure flying the platform better or from a strategic thinking, I have a maneuver you didn't think about, I was able to surprise you and gain some benefit from that. Uh, so it's playing chess while pulling a lot of Gs, right? That's kind yeah, of what okay. you're doing. Holy smokes. Man. It's a lot of fun. It's phenomenal. That's right? I'm sure it's fun. It sounds crazy and scary and all that at the same time. <laughs> but, uh, uh, let's let's one of our favorite topics to discuss, and so obviously, be the stage fits this bill, but is podcasting in general. And we know that you have your podcast, Business Growth Accelerator, and I think you're up to episode eighty-two or three or something like that. And so you've been you've been at it for a little bit. You've you've uh, figured out the things that have been good to do and the conversations that you've liked and, and all that fun stuff. But uh, just walk us through some of that journey of your podcast. And, you know, I don't know if you did the, did it live the entire time or did you make the switch at some point like we did, or yeah, just tell us about just podcasting in general and some of your favorite things that, that you've experienced the, along the way. Wow. That's a, uh... That's a, it's a great question. It's just a long question. I need to think of like what I want to say. That's not going to take 20 minutes. Uh, I mean, you're taking over the show anyway without us. So just go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll say two things. 
one, don't do what I did, which is probably a lot of people will tell you the same thing. So I literally had no clue what I was doing. And the only reason I told you before I started a podcast is because I wanted to talk to people. And I'm like, okay, how hard can that be? I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get a microphone and, and, I, and then a headset and I'll start recording people. And initially, my idea was to actually do this live in person with my interviewees. So I'm a photographer. I have a fancy camera. And I'm like, I'm going to take it to the offices of those people and set it up and microphones and everything, which makes the thing like so much more complicated than it is just shooting through this. And because then everything is standardized and it's a lot easier to do. But that's what I did in the beginning. Uh, and it was a mess and it's noisy. And again, I didn't have a clue. And so, so don't do that. Pay for a course and I don't care which one you pick. Look at somebody who's been doing this for a while that can teach you how to get started properly. And I'll give you a, a simple example. When I just launched my, relaunched my podcast, so the Business Growth Accelerator was originally the E-Tribe podcast, named like the website, and I relaunched it after taking a course on how to properly launch a podcast. And it got me to rank number 38 for entrepreneurship in the US mm -hmm. and in the top 10 in like 10 other countries around the world, which means organic exposure. Right. So now a lot more people see my podcast because I've done the right steps in order to launch it properly. Now, was it a hell of a lot of work? Yes. But now that there's a reason for that work, that it drives business to my business, then it's worth paying a thousand dollars to take a course in order to do this the right way. So my, my number one advice is do it right. Like go to somebody who is legit because there's a lot of people out there who have three podcasts episodes and don't really know what they're doing and they're still teaching a course. So right. go to somebody who has a course for a while, talk to people that have taken the course, ask them if it's good or not. And if it's good, take the course. And it doesn't really matter with who, right? There's a bunch of people out there who has an amazing courses to do that. Uh, just pick one. Uh, the other thing is systems and processes. Like anything else, if you want to be if you want to be serious about it and you want to do it consistently, it cannot take two days of your time every single week. It's just not possible. So you need to figure out on your own or again through somebody, the systems and processes that will allow you to do this in two hours a week instead of two days a week. In the beginning, it took me two days a week. Now, I was happily unemployed by choice, so I didn't care. It took me two days a week. But after three or four months, you get tired of it. Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to spend two days editing and figuring it. I, I don't. And so the systems and processes part of it, which again, you can take a course, you can hire somebody, you know, there's a lot of ways around it, uh, is the right way to go versus doing everything, everything yourself. And the last thing that I say is Descript. Descript.com is the best tool ever invented winning in a landslide <laughs> against any other podcasting production content creation repurposing and editing tool and i went from having five or six different tools to having the script and that's it nice. so these are my tips for my podcast journey <laughs> nice nice all right so so we kind of talked hindsight we talked about the f16 talked about your new show what else is going on in your world? Wow, a lot of things. Uh, so on Be The Stage, I, I will say something that is very, very exciting for anybody who's starting a business, right? And it goes back to, again, uh, team, 
values, systems, and processes, mm-hmm. right? So the company is relatively new, and it's you know less than the, in its current structure less than a year old. And Pablo actually started it on his own before that, but as a structure with me and the people on the team, it's less than a year old. And it's such a fun experience. Like literally me with my startup background, this is my thrill. Like when we sold the company, I quit a very, very fancy position with a really nice title and a really nice paycheck because I couldn't have the fun of starting something new and running with it. And I was managing, I don't know, like, a few dozens of people, probably close to 100 people in several different places around the world with a really fancy title. And, but, but it was a really large corporate and really slow and I really couldn't do much that I wanted to do. And, and starting a business, like daily figuring out better systems, better processes, who do you need to hire, how to train them in the best way, is just so, so exciting. It's something I absolutely love doing. And I was blessed by having an amazing, amazing team around me, like literally incredible people, one after the other, who blow me away with talent every single day. And so all I can say to people is surround yourself with the right people that will make your life, A, more enjoyable because you don't have to deal with stuff you're not good at or you don't like doing, and B, that can help you grow. And really one of our core values is to let our people be in their zone of genius. And we look at this every week. We actually have a weekly pat on the back for other people in the organization for doing stuff according to the core values of the company. One of them is being in your zone of genius. And it really pushes that as a strong thing that helps people do two things. A, really excel in stuff that they're good at. But B, say, hey, you know what? This task you gave me, I did it for two weeks. I really suck at this. So I'm not having fun and it's not coming out to the quality that I want. And we'll take them off and find a different solution. So I think that mindset of surrounding yourself with really talented people, way more talented than I am, that are pure geniuses in specific things and let them do that thing with as little as possible other stuff is something that I'm learning every single time I'm starting a company, and this is my third or fourth time. And it's mind-blowing to see the results once you know how to do it right. Yeah, love that. And and Ron and I, I mean, it's so similar to, to how we operate and all that. And and so I, I got to ask, like, you and Pablo, where's where's your show? Where's your, your joint show that you're doing together? I know you each have your own. But where's, where's the joint one coming? It's got to be there so you can it's, see and feel and learn that partnership, right? It's in the making. Uh, it's, you know, it's always, again, especially starting a new business, it's always, always a balance between what's urgent, what's important, and what you want to do. And what we want to do will always take the last position out of those three. So you do some of what's important, some of what's urgent, and very little of what you want. Uh, and even re- even launching my podcast was scheduled for September of last year and then to November and then said, well, we're already at the end of the year. Let's do it in January. <laughs> and then it ended up launching on May the 4th uh, just because of May the 4th we with you. And it was right, a date right, that I right. like. And that was that was I just OK, that's the date. I don't care. <laughs> right, right. It. 
but it's uh, there's going to be a joint show, and we're really part of the rebranding of my show, and then Pablo is going to rebrand his show, is the focus of the people we want to attract, and the idea is that each show will attract different kind of people that could all be our clients, uh-huh. and or that could all learn from us, right? So a big part of what we do is just teach people, like I'm doing now, right? I'm, I'm, there's no secrets. Like we're sharing everything we're doing because what we do is not easy to replicate. Right. Like having content on brand, on message that drives sales while investing only three hours a week takes a year of experimenting and the right people and the right teams and the right systems and the right processes in order to do that. So I don't care sharing because people try and they fail and they come back to us to ask us to do it for them, right. uh, which is perfect. Like I don't have, if somebody can do it on their own, let them do it on their own. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to share what we know. And so there will be a show of both of us together. It will probably be in Q3 of this year to be realistic. Nice. Nice. And it will be live. Good. It should be live. It will be live. We don't know anything about that. Yeah. So anyway, um, I know people are listening and, and they probably want to learn how to fly a jet. But for the ones that don't want to learn how to fly a jet and they want to connect with you, where's the best place to kind of get into your world? So I live on LinkedIn uh, and I have a name. Again, I'll repeat that because you probably don't remember for 30 minutes ago. My name is Isar. It's I-S-A-R. Last name is Metis, which is M-E-I-T-I-S which is a mouthful, but there's only one of me on LinkedIn, That's which nice. is huge. That's huge. There's only Isar Matis on LinkedIn. Makes me want to I'm know the if there's one. more than one Ron Cool on LinkedIn. So, you know, sure. if you go to LinkedIn and you type Isar Matis in the search box, I will show up. And so that's the best way to get a hold of me. And if you want to learn what we do at Be The Stage, go to be the stage.live. Uh, there's a place to, there's about 70 different locations where you can click a button and schedule a strategy call with us. So pick one of those 70, they all go to the same place. Uh, and that's the best way to kind of learn what we do. And, and yeah, that's probably the two best ways to connect with me. Obviously, if you want to listen, go and listen to the Business Growth Accelerator. It's, it's, it's these kind of conversations with different people who are entrepreneurs who share and really high level executives and companies and different experts on different topics. Uh, so it's, it's really valuable content and I love my stuff to be very, very practical. So, Ooh, one more, one more point. Sorry, I'm going back in the questions, but I'm interviewing myself anyway. We already, yeah, it's fine. Uh, uh, prep your show. So figure out who's the person you're talking to read their background write a list of questions. If you want, share it with them. You don't have to. Uh, I share it with all of them. Most of them don't even look at it, but it's mostly for me so I can make the time as valuable as possible to the audience. So I know which questions I'm going to ask to make it practical tips or really valuable insights that you can take and actually implement. So it's not just, oh, it's a great idea, but here's how to implement that great idea. So go check out the Business Growth Accelerator. Nice. Love it, Isar, and uh, thanks so much for sharing. We we share a lot of the same mindset and desires to help people uh, with a show, the belief system, and if you have a show, and even more so if you have a live show, the, the ability to repurpose that content, the ability to uh, lower the amount of time that you can use is is exactly a lot of the things Ron and I say and do, and and uh, so we love talking to other like-minded individuals. We got to get Pablo on the show as well. And sure. uh, we'll promote be the stage.live again. 
down the road when he comes on. But uh, for anybody listening, we'll definitely have the, the link in the show notes to connect with you on LinkedIn and uh, obviously be the stage.live. And uh, yeah, definitely. It's been a blast and uh, I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this on a podcast, go to iTunes, give them a five-star review. These guys are awesome. They put a lot of effort into this and, you know, share it with your friends so other people know about the show. And, you know, a lot of the stuff I learned about podcasting, I learned from Ron. I didn't say that before, but he was one of the instructors in the course that I took. So you're, you're dealing with the right people if you're learning from them. And uh, thank you so much, guys, for having me. Thanks, Cesar. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Oh, that was fun. I love talking to other folks that have the same beliefs. It's like yeah. preaching to the choir, right? Like you don't have to convince, you don't have to educate. You're just on the same wavelength. And it's just so refreshing to, to be able to have somebody on the show. And you're like, yes, everyone yeah. have a live show weekly, do something, publish. It'll change your life. Oh, it's so Agreed. fun. Agreed. A couple takeaways as I'm sure you have a couple of them over there. I got three. I am not, first off, I am not cut out to be an F-16 pilot. Yes, I so agree. I'm I agree. done about that because as of this morning, I thought that was still a hope. Uh, so that is now gone. It's okay. just gone, right? So kind of bummed out about that. But it's <laughs> okay. Pushed. It's okay. Um, I loved, I loved how he was talking about aligning your message to your customer directly and everything you do align your message to your direct customer. Cause you'll attract more of your ideal customers that way. Right. And I, and I know a lot of people are afraid to really do that in everything they do. Right. Um, and then the other piece, and I say this freaking all the time, surround yourself with amazing people uh, because well, there's two things surround yourself with amazing people. And then let them do what makes them amazing. There's so many times that people hire these amazing people, bring in these amazing people, and then they want them to conform to how they did it. Then you shouldn't have hired that amazing person, right? You just shouldn't yeah. have done that. And you they're hire a you. At that point. <laughs> yeah, they're not you. Let them be them. Let them do what they're supposed to do. Give them parameters and let them excel because then they're going to love what they're doing. It's going to help your company and you're going to continue to grow. Yeah. Yep. Is that three? Is that all three? That is three. I'm still okay. upset about the F-16 thing. F-16, yes. All right. Uh, so a couple of things that I got definitely, I mean, leverage the content you create, right? You and I, we turned to a live show. We wanted to go live in Facebook, uh -huh. but it can, it did it competed with our podcast. We didn't want that. So we, now we just, have our podcast go live, Facebook and YouTube, and then we don't have to think about it, right? Like we leveraged our time with that. But the other piece I, I wanted to mention, and and just Isar gave me a thought, like there's the important stuff, the urgent stuff, and then the stuff you want to do. And obviously every business, there's tasks that nobody wants to do, but they're important, right? And uh, you and I live by deadlines. So pretty much anytime something's urgent, it, it's actually kind of exciting and fun. Right. Um, and a little crazy and stressful at the same time. But then I, I wanted to mention, like, we all are in business because, and hopefully because we have a mission to serve someone, right? Like we have a mission to impact people. And so the things you want to do, if you are in the right business, hopefully they coincide with the important things and with the urgent things, right? Like I love 
podcasts in all levels, right? So sometimes, yes, it's tedious to edit podcasts when the, every third word is an um, but I love doing it, right? So it, it's so funny. Like if you're in the right business, then you can you can actually hopefully have the important things and the urgent things you know, align with what you want to do. Uh, but if there's, if it never aligns, then I urge somebody to take a hard look at what's the, what the, what is their mission, right? Sure. What is the mission? Like he sorry, he gets to, he, what he wanted to do is business growth accelerator, but that's also an important thing. It's also important to have that show, right? It's also important to have that live aspect, uh, even though he, it was something he wanted to do, right? So that's where it measured up and it aligned. And so I just urge anybody out there to make sure like things can align where things you want to do and things you're, that you should and it's important uh, fit. So, uh, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next time. And, uh, you know, we, we have, we're taking a little break on our daily hacks, uh, but don't you worry. June 1st is coming quick. We'll be back uh, on the Daily Hacks in case you missed it. But uh, outside of that, everyone, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. And uh, you did say I can do what I want to do. So Q3, I'm going to fly an F-16. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with guys we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible get more traffic and get more sales that's right ron and every time someone's in our group we get to share all the tips the tricks and everything that you can get profits with from your summits your challenges your workshops your podcasts your vodcasts and so much more Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.